are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. All right, now with uh, John Schuster, I am Mike Luke. At this time of the year, we're talking a little bit of NBA. We're talking a little bit of this. We're talking a little bit of that. Schuster, did you watch the Warriors last night? I did not, but I hear they lost. Uh, the Warriors did lose. Now, just like what? you predicted, I did. Pre- oh, I did mm-hmm. predict this. Yep. Now. Yep. My uh, now I got a couple questions. I got a couple questions for you first. It becomes, does it become more difficult to ask those couple questions because I did not see last night's game? No, not at all. Because ah, we're, on the locked on, we're on the Locked On Wildcats podcast. We're having a good time right here. Okay, now first and foremost, the uh, Golden State Warriors—they're your pick to click. They're your pick to win it all. Correct. You keep saying that, and at what point did I ever say that? I, I think thought you the did. Most- well, they're, they're the very most, heavy betting favorites, as they okay. should be. They're the most likely, right? I'm if they get their act together and focus, don't you think they're pro- probably the most likely team to win a title? Uh, even oh, though yeah, you no. love the Heat? Even right. though you've been, we'll, pick, you've been picking the Heat for months? I guess I, we'll find out about that one on the other side, though. Um, with Steph Curry, watching him the other day, and I thought it was a commentator made, I thought, a very, very interesting point about Steph Curry, that he says – and I think Steve Kerr has really brought the best out of him on this, where he says the gravitational pull that Steph Curry, and I love that term in basketball parlance, the gravitational pull that Steph Curry brings with him everywhere um, is amazing. He said he could be two of 17, but when he's running around that three-point line, he's bringing two people with him. He said it's one of the few guys in league history that can play an absolutely terrible game when he goes out there but you're still impacting the game to where it feels like you're playing six on five. Yeah, and as a result, or four on three or whatever the situation may right. ultimately be. Yeah, that is an interesting dynamic where you constantly have to focus on him because if because he's capable of making a shot from anywhere on the floor at any given time and uh, turning the tide of a game and the difference probably with him, and I'm, I assume this is uh, what the individual who was saying this was getting to, is that he's such a devastating sharpshooter when he's on that obviously three is more than two. You string together two three-pointers, three three-pointers, and now you've really opened up a lead and it becomes difficult for the, a lot, significantly more difficult for the other team to catch up. So you, you have to keep focusing on him and allows Golden State to open the floor in a lot of other ways and uh, get easy baskets on a fairly consistent basis. Okay, now the rest of the team, though, is absolutely um... – they fit in very, very well with uh, obviously what they want to do. With how in the world, and we've talked about this before, is this just a case of Steve Kerr being? Um, is this just a case of Steve Kerr being just a normal person as opposed to what Mark Jackson was, where I just have to be able to do what I want to do when I want to do? Because. Um, Okay, here's here here. Let's simplify the. And since we're doing the Locked On Wildcat podcast, I know you hate comparisons, despise right. comparisons. Comparisons annoy you more than anything else in the history of sports in any capacity. But I'm going to try to make a comparison here to Wildcat fans on a basketball connectivity level. 
Mark Jackson is Sean Miller. Tommy Lloyd is Steve Kerr. So there is a belief in system and there is a belief in player. Mm-hmm. And Kerr, I think, and Floyd, while they believe in what it is they want to do and the foundation that is put into place, they ultimately believe in the player. Jackson and Miller believe in the system first and want the player to fit into the system before the system ultimately fits into the player. And I think that in its most simplified definition is probably the relative difference between the two. What can your player do for you as opposed to what can your player do for the system? The system gets you only so far, but then you have to figure out, okay, how do I adapt to the player and if I have to tweak the system right. for the player, I'd rather do that as opposed to going overboard and tweaking the player into the system. I believe, generally speaking, that Miller tweaked the player to the system, that Jackson tweaked the player to the system, Kerr and Lloyd, and certainly Lou Olson is the foundation of this, tweaked the system to the player. And I, I, I believe that provides more confidence for the player believing that they have more of an open template to be successful and that the coach believes in you as opposed to believing in the system before believing in you. Yeah, and I think it comes down to that too. Now, first and foremost, let's also, though, let's talk about bet online because if you wanted to go to bet online, that would be the place that you would be able to bet on Dale Terra. Oh, my gosh, do we have a comment here? Yeah, look at that. Wow. Look at that. Holy uh, moly. I'll, I'll, I'll a, let you address that one too. That's a football player. Um, yes. So <laughs> thank um, you. Now we'll get to that in just a second there, Ben's <laughs> boy. Yeah. But um let me put it to you like this. By the way, so, thanks for dropping by. Yes, um, anyway. Bet yes. online. All right, real quick. Um, bet online, that's where you would want to go to be able to bet all on all of this stuff. That's where you would want to go to bet on the Warriors, any of that stuff, that's where you would go. Um, it's really that simple, that easy. Make it um Make it your make it your stop. Make it your one shop stop for everything. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. Ben's boy, thoughts on Malik Reed? Um, defensive end. We'll see what he can do this coming season. I'm uh, I'm a fan, um, but you know, there's a lot of guys like that that hit the portal that you weren't really uh, you weren't really sure about. So. I can't really give you much more on that than what I guess I just, I'm curious, maybe along the way, what uh, what his thoughts are on Malik Reed. Maybe we would like to know about your thoughts yeah. on Malik Reed. That's called an open invite. Okay, Shu. Uh, yes, I think you hit the nail on the head, though, that I think so much of the NBA is just being able coaches to know how to put their guys in the right position to be able to succeed. I know that sounds so, <coughs> so cliche-ish, but it's kind of like with the Phil Jackson thing. Everybody says, oh, I could have won 11 titles with Phil Jackson. You know who never won anything before Phil Jackson or after Phil Jackson? And again, this isn't to diminish them. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. You know who never won anything before or after Phil Jackson? Kobe Bryant. He obviously did something right there because if it was just that easy, then somebody else would have walked right in there and won championships. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of other stuff that goes into how those are constructed. I don't, I don't, I think, you know, especially with Jordan, who right. was in the tail end of his, uh, you know, career at that stage. But there's a lot to be said about constructing a team and making it work too, and having both of those elements uh, feed effectively off one another. So, you know, I guess you could argue that Jackson then had to go somewhere else to repeat the dynamic, whereas a player doesn't have that opportunity. Uh, so, right. you know, at Chicago, Jackson didn't win any other titles, uh, you know, without Jordan either. And and in L.A., you know, the, to some degree, the same thing happened 
once Bryant leaves, you know. So I guess that's one of those things that can work both. The simple version of this, and 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 I think it's more. Nah, I, I was about to say it's more notable at the college level, but but you can make equally as many uh, pro examples, I guess, as well. But collegiately, I think you do have, and it's you do have guys who trust their players less. And so they believe so much in the system that they want their players to be regimented to fit into that. And they try to recruit to that as effectively as possible. Whereas you get the occasional coach at that level, who's a lot more free flowing, who has a foundation. And this is the delicate balance. You still have to have a foundation. You can't be Steve Lavin and maybe Penny Hardaway and just roll out the basketball and expect good results. You know, there's one thing to be a player's coach, but there's also a little bit of structure isn't a bad thing. Uh, so there has to be a balance between, I think, the player first and how he benefits the system is, or, or rather how the system benefits the player is probably the direction to go. You want to have trust in the player. Uh, and I think the good coaches of both levels are the ones who understand what that balance is and can convince players that the foundation matters, but they can still succeed on their own within that. And the coach is willing to adapt accordingly to get the best out of a player and his talents uh, that are available in an effort to achieve, you know, a common goal. All right, let's take a quick break. All right. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. We will be back with you tomorrow, breaking down some more of this. Also breaking down something that I was talking with Schuster. I wanted to talk a little bit more with Schuster about. For John Schuster, I am Mike Luke.